0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Have you heard about a B2B e commerce company that aims to connect and upgrade the technological interaction of business and consumers? Unbelievable, right? But with Obanana Corp, everything can turn from impossible to possible with their quick and reliable online marketplace business solutions for better customer satisfaction and bringing premium products and business partnerships. My favorite feature for easy browsing is their Market Hub section with construction, electronics, logistics, shipyard services, real estate, travel and tours, food and beverage, Apparel, agriculture, and general services. I'm sure that this all in one seamless platform is something where you couldn't ask for more. Be updated and visit their social media accounts, PH, for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. Discover more and be more with OBanana Corp.
2: Podcast Network
0: Asia. The first one is really know who you're talking to, right? I I think every business, every brand is a story. If people don't know you exist, how do they? How do they buy from you, right? So, so, so that's one. You gotta figure out. But before you start telling your story, you have to know who you're telling your story to, right? Your target market determines what kind of story. You tell so. So that's the first. Once you figure out who you're talking to, be at the channel they're at, right? Like so. Uh, again, like like in real life, because you you guys want to talk to kids, then hang out in places where if you want to interview kids, go to places where kids hang out. If you want to talk to teenagers, go hang out in places where teenagers hang out. So digital is the same.
1: And good evening, good afternoon, good morning to everybody listening. To the R. J. Desma podcast from here in the Philippines and from all over the world. Thank you so much for joining me here in my self named podcast, the R. J. Desma Podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about their businesses, what are their success secrets, and how they've innovated their businesses during this pandemic and more particularly what opportunities do they see emerging in this period of the new normal and even the next normal now is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here in the podcast please let me know drop me a message i would love to learn from them we are also live right now on kumu cbrc tv global Pinas tv and now the bounce back network tonight two gentlemen i've encountered in my recent foray of you know talking and networking with different people particularly in the field of digital marketing i have here my good friends from true logic we have ibarra bile who is the general manager and bernard san juan the third who is their managing partner together these gentlemen have grown true logic into one of the leading and largest digital marketing firms here in the philippines which offers a broad selection of digital marketing solutions. Having said that, you know right now everybody seems to have a digital marketing company or a digital marketing solution. I want to pick their brains and figure out what makes True Logic stand up above the rest. And with that, can I please welcome here on the show
2: Ibarra and Bernard? Good evening, everyone. Hey, Guys, good evening, welcome good to the morning, show. Good
0: afternoon to everybody right. that's listening. Hey, Arg, thank you for having us. Thank, thanks so much for
1: joining us here today, Ivara and, and Bernard. So yeah, you know, let's let's really get into it right now. And like in all shows, I ask people, you know, when when people say I am a digital marketing solution, you know, that kind of flies over the head of let's say my parents who have no clue what what digital right. marketing solution means. So if I was to laymanize the terminology, and somebody who's listening to this podcast for the first time wants to learn about business, uh, especially now in the new normal. What do you guys do? And pretend you're explaining this to your mother, Bernard. How do you explain
0: what you guys do? Oh, that's a that's a great analogy. Seniors. Because, yeah, because I, I actually do have to explain what I do to my mom. <laughs> a- bottom line is I help I help customers find I, I help customers find the businesses that can solve their problems online, right? So so that's what I do. We we try to get the we, we try to help customers find the solutions that they need to solve a, a friction, a problem, or or capture an opportunity. In a nutshell, yeah. I think that's what it is.
1: Yeah, Well, that's basically what everybody does as an entrepreneur, right? Your job is to right. solve a pain point or a friction or a problem right. or an irritation. But let's get into it a bit more, Ibarra. So how about you? If you're going to explain, Ibarra, right now, what exactly does true logic do and how does it help a business? Um, run me through a scenario uh, of, 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 I guess, a traditional company. We just had no clue right. about about doing uh you know whatever digital marketing is, and it's their first time. Right. Why are they engaging you? What irritation are you trying to solve for them?
2: Well, I guess it's really more of a uh, because my background is advertising, so I see things from a perspective of communication. More often than not, the misnomer is they see. Uh, digital as something. of th- There seems to be some mystique and misunderstanding as to how do you do this so there's a brain barrier. But in reality, is it's just another platform. It's just another tool. So the idea is how do you mix it into your current set of marketing programs and etc. Some of them sometimes think it's an end-all. Is it time to shift completely 200% in digital? But short answer there is, of course, no. Each platform would have its own strength. It's not an end-all. But now, Digital has become an integral part. Of how you actually gather, nurture, and really close businesses deals.
1: So, so for example, I I want to even make things more concrete. So, if a company sure. goes to you and they're a traditional brick and mortar company, that that maybe is you know doing you know whatever regular marketing that they do, which is traditional, giving out pamphlets or flyers, right. maybe doing some right, billboard right. advertising over there, and then they're doubling a bit in you know maybe posting Facebook from time to time. How do you right, actually right. A- analyze them and understand what is the friction uh, or what is the pain point that they aren't addressing, and then how do you come in to address or solve those problems?
0: Right. So, so sorry, uh, yeah. go ahead, Bernard. Yeah, it depends on the business because the business might want foot traffic. Digital can do that. The business might want the phone to ring so that there's an inquiry. Digital can do that, or they might want somebody to do to do an inquiry. Sometimes it's more direct, like if you want somebody to book an appointment. Because you're, establ- you're, you're the type of establishment that makes money when people book appointments with you, right? So if, if that's what you're trying to do, digital is ideal. But in order to be successful, you actually have to understand what those customers go through. And, and to me, this has always been the allure of digital because you can see the whole customer journey from start to finish. You can see the customer doing research about brands, looking for solutions, what pages they go to, which pages in your website they go to, how many times do they have to come back before they finally start a conversation with you. And then, you know, when they start a conversation, it's really up to the salesmanship. But but ultimately, digital is supposed to be loyal to a brand's story, right? Because I think in, in a previous conversation, it, not every business tries to solve every problem. You, you have to be very specific about what it is you're trying to solve. So digital tries to tries to help tell that story, like from brand awareness to educating customers to building desire to to capturing to you know to plucking on the emotional heartstrings of customers to getting them to start a convo and then you know if you do well on all of those then you have a relationship with them they are your customers but prior to that they're not your customers they're just your audience
1: that's right uh ibarra did you want to add to that one
2: Yeah, actually, just to your example, which is that I I actually have one in mind perfectly because we do have a client wherein they do a lot of trade shows, or at least before the pandemic, they like doing trade shows, they like shaking hands, all very important. But the thing that I just need to highlight to them is after you exchange calling cards, when they go back to the office, shaking hands is very important because it develops rapport. But when they go back to their offices, they're not going to be like the, they're not going to be searching for your brand name they're going to search a category so if let's say if it's a catering let's say convention they're not going to say your brand name they're going to be saying catering philippines because you actually just opened basically the category for them you gave them the idea now they're going to go online and they're going to search so that second step is where you're going to be missing out so that's where SEO comes in, that's where your online presence comes in, that's where social media comes in, all part of it. So I'm just saying it's, it's how you tie it all together. So it's nice that you're shaking hands, but after that, once they're in their own realm, how do you still maintain that presence?
1: Having said that, you know, the, the thing is, even prior to this pandemic, and especially during this pandemic, a lot of people started claiming that, you know, we are digital marketing agencies. Uh, we can do digital marketing for you. There are people who say we are Facebook right. ad specialists, Instagram ad specialists, SEO specialists. I mean, all these things are occurring right now. What exactly do you guys do that makes you different from all these people who are coming up right now and saying that you provide all these different, they're providing all these digital marketing solutions?
0: So, Ibarra, you start. Because if I, if I start, we might need two hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, 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 right.
0: Clearly, we like what we do and we can just go on forever.
2: I guess ultimately, is it's understanding what communication does because you can learn the technical now, but how it all comes together to achieve actual business goals, no, nothing beats that. So, so you may know how to dabble into Facebook. You may know something about SEO, but how it ties to the overall goal that makes a difference. And I guess this is my lead into Bernard, in at the end of the day, it's still a business goal, in; it's still
0: about performance. Mm-hmm. The secret sauce right. is so, to actually do what you said you were going to do. Right, right. So, so I think if, if I were going to categorize it two ways, because there are two types of businesses that sell digital in the market today. One is your media company that's dressed up as a digital agency. And then one is your Your digital agency, but the models are different, right? The media agencies are pay for performance, and they sell you by mileage and or by the number of eyeballs, your CPM metrics and whatnot, and consulting. And then for the digital agencies, what you're essentially doing is you're paying for work. The media agencies are great at understanding your goal. The marketing agencies are great at the doing, or sorry, the digital agencies are great at the doing. Okay. There are, I would say, there are very few players in the industry that are a good hybrid of both and to us this is sort of like the this is the sweet spot for us where we understand what the business metric is take for example uh bpi wants to launch a new product and they say and they'll say "I i would like to drive awareness to this product right our question would be how much awareness How much awareness is enough awareness? And BPI will will tell us, okay, in the traditional space, if we spend X million on this, we would get, let's say, 19 million eyeballs, right? And so what we will tell them is, okay, so if 19 million eyeballs is the bullseye, we'll get 19 million eyeballs to see the product, right? Which is a very top-line metric. So that's easy to hit. That's just the number of impressions. That's just the number of banner views. So so that's, that's easy. So we... We tie the real life goal to the technical metric that needs to be measured and say, "Oh here's what you said you needed. Here's how it's delivered." right? So I think this and we don't really just say, "Oh, but we did the work." no because that is the downside, that is the downside on the digital side, but on the upside, but on the other side, on the other side of the spectrum on media, they can get very big when it comes to committing. Like, here's what we'll do for you. Like, here's what you will achieve when you work with us. For us, we do try to we do try to give people a sense, okay, doubling your traffic is easy, or we can say a 25% increase in your traffic is easy, or we can say a 10% increase in your traffic is, is easy. So we set their expectations based off of how competitive their niche is, how many players are already mature in the digital space, uh, and so on and so forth. Lucky for us in the Philippines, the first mover advantage is still pretty there for almost any space we enter the the client we work with is usually first second or third in that space and in most cases sometimes we have both the first second and the third players in those spaces
1: okay so uh, the way that i'm looking at it is that you you're a hybrid of both a digital you know digital agency and uh, in the marketing so you have the right. it's the you have the creative execution and you also have the media execution is that right
0: no, so we don't do the media bit. We we have the goal understanding bit. Because the 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 marketing agencies, when you work with the group Ms, McCanns, Saatchis, and, and all of the other large players, right? It's but they don't really have the technical know-how to to execute. And then on the flip side, these guys know how to execute it, but they're not really going to be able to tie it to a goal. They'll just do the same old, same old. Okay, here's how SEO is done. For us, if if a client says we need help doubling our sales, for example. We w- then we would say, okay, we'll build a program that will double your sales. Uh, but you need to let us know, is your budget flexible? Is your timeline flexible? Or is your target flexible? Because one of those has to be flexible, right? It's like the wedding analogy. It will be beautiful. It's beautiful, faster, cheap. It will be two out of three, but never all three. So the media agencies are good at understanding the goals of their clients. Most digital marketing agencies are not. For us, we we really try to drive to... What is the goal for the business? Right. So we're we're not ask, we don't ask businesses, oh, what's your impression target? What's your click target? What's your traffic target? Because businesses don't have those. Right? That's not what puts food on the table. That's not what that's not what gets cash in, and that's not what rents money out. So we, we try to ask the business, what do you need done? An exa- a specific example is we once got given a target of the the, the bank is saying, I would like 800,000 of my, of my currently foot traffic to become digital traffic. And so I need 800,000 adopters of my app, right? So we run a campaign that gets people to download, that, that got people to download the app and actually execute, I think, 160,000 transactions on the app. That, and so, you know, they, they were on target. So it, it 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 can be very specific that way. So it's it's not just broad love. In a oh, I want that bigger sales. Okay, but what does bigger sales mean? Because digital is super measurable. One of the things that I really like about it is that it's super measurable. You can tell where you should double down.
1: So it's saying that you, as I listen to you, now, and I'm trying to reconcile with, with how I understand things. Is the idea that I- yours is really what what you guys do a bit different is you retie really tie it into a business goal. So there should yes. be, uh, you know, right. and when I talk about business goal, I mean, there's, there's, there's certain monetary considerations there. Like for example, right. for me, I run Mercatus Definitely. and I say, I want you to deliver X amount of foot traffic when I come here right. because foot traffic translates into sales. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right.
2: That's a good start. Right. Okay. Yes. Right. But
1: then like for me, for example, for me, I can do that in-house right now, right? I mean I can mm-hmm. I can I, I can hire a Facebook ad specialist or I can be an in-house marketing person to come here to my company right now, which is doing for me and is able to to create those big a number for them. So they're gonna ask right now, okay, why will I need a digital marketing agency if we
0: can do it in-house? Right. And so, how yeah, you guys no. good question. Yeah, so 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 it, it it makes sense, right? So it it depends on the kind of digital story you're you're telling and you know whether you're being consistent with the digital story. So take for example the the biggest advantage and of course there's you know I'm tooting our own point here. But so sure you can hire a community manager but your community manager will not get you to appear on Google. Your community manager will not get people to click on your location in the maps to find your actual location and become foot traffic. Your community manager will not be able to get your users, customers, audience chased around by an ad. And so what you're actually capturing by, by working with a company like us is you capture multiple specializations. Because even for a target like that, So let's say you hire somebody, whether you like it or not, you're paying for that person's 160 hours, but you may not need 160 hours worth of work, right? You may not need 160 hours worth of social media. You might need 20 hours of community management and 40 hours for ranking on Google and 20 hours of chasing people with a banner. Uh, And and so that's what you get. That's what you get. You, You get the entire mix of, you get the entire mix of, if we're helping you become present across multiple channels, So that your customers go to the next logical action, we have the necessary talent for each of for for each of those. Which talent we throw at it depends on the business goal you have.
1: Got that? Yeah, you you. I can see that something's brewing in your head.
2: (laughs) Well, I, I guess another approach to it is, you know, the fact that you are already involved in digital. I already see that as a win because right now we're still Bernard and I are still in the mode of we still need to well, spread the word, try to help mm. the market understand and how to utilize it. So Bernard does a lot of seminars, just like uh, TrueLogicDX, the one that you were a guest to. He also has an I think Bernard in AIM, no? And uh, amongst other yeah. places, too. Uh, I like doing it with seminars for uh, the DTI and negotiate So I love entrepreneurs, like uh, especially they're trying to leverage on it. But the fact that you're in digital, I think that's already a win. I think one question to ask is freelancer versus agency. And quite frankly, it's the last thing that I want to do is to break the bank. So I do have clients wherein they wanted to engage, but I could clearly see that the business case wasn't necessarily there. So I gave them an analogy of, you know, if you just have two cars in the garage, you know what? A mechanic can do it. I'm glad somebody's maintaining your car. But it will get to a point wherein you will have a fleet of 90 vehicles, and you will need guarantees that 80% of them need to be running all the time that's where i come in that's what we're built for so i'm glad that you're in the market so go for it we will support you that's why we in terms of the know-how we don't scrimp on it we love sharing it but once you get to that level give us a call
1: yeah. H- having said that, Lang, uh, I wanted to ask because right. you're saying that, of course, you want to be able to help entrepreneurs and you love entrepreneurs. I love entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Right. No? But then, right. looking at the, I mean, how Bernard sort of described it, I mean, clients are, these are big clients. Like, I mean, to my mind, right. you know, it's like you've got BPI right. and others who have a war chest or a larger budget that they can spend right. versus entrepreneurs who are already on a shoestring budget to spend things. How will they, I mean, for me, I mean, the, the challenge in their head is, How will I afford a digital agency when right now I'm just trying to make salary? I mean, that's That's how I I mean that's how I think as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So, so I'll I'll
0: be I'll be I'll be specific. Like I can give specific examples of smaller of smaller businesses. Now Now, I'll name drop a couple of a couple of businesses. So, so take for example, one of my best examples is Mario Baviera, who is a commercial photographer in the Philippines. The you know, he doesn't have a big war chest. He's he he's a solo photographer, and he specializes in commercial aerial photography. So so I I don't know offshore offshore oil rigs, big big tankers. So that's what he likes taking, and then cityscapes. So that's what he did. He's in the niche. He didn't have to pay an arm and a leg. He did have to pay us more than he would have paid any other company. Okay, but in six months. He's already mission accomplished he's not he he was number one for commercial photographer manila industrial photographer aerial photography so he became number one on google for those search terms and before he before he knew it you know instead of talking to him on month four month five to find out hey mario how how are you doing how's the campaign are the leads coming in is your phone ringing nothing you know i can't talk to him anymore because he's on a helicopter somewhere doing a shoot, right? And to me, that's like that's mission accomplished, right? I, I've got another one. Like there's this there's this post-production company at BGC, they're called the paperboat creative. It's run by this 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 lovely lady, Rebecca Van Omen. She does not she does also not spend an arm and a leg on her SEO and, and her digital partner. But we we built her site, we do her SEO, we ran her email marketing, we do some banner campaigns for her. And when she, when she brought her business to us, it was her. And I think two, three artists today, they are 14 head strong. They're 14 head strong. She kept all her guys during the, during the pandemic. She has expanded into commercial photography production. Their, their business is not, 10, it's not 10 X, like two years on it's not 10 X the size, but it is about 8 X the size of what it was when it started. So return on investment-wise, bang for buck-wise, it's there. So while we might charge more, every dollar you pay me or every peso you pay me comes back to you as 22 pesos, 25 pesos. Whereas if you went cheaper, your one peso might bring you back two pesos, three pesos, four pesos. And to an entrepreneur, it's about ROI. Ibarra, you you also have, right? Like a couple of choice samples for for small businesses that we've worked with.
2: Well, in this particular, just... To be that succinct, which is, you know, RJ, to your point of entrepreneurs, I think it's a misnomer. Not pag entrep palampera, I know there there is investment. They understand how to leverage on capital and and right. to get ROI
0: or to spend I, money to make money
2: or how how to spend money. They understand that of all people, they, they know how that goes. What I feel tends to be sometimes the concern is there is a psychological barrier that we just have to cross. Because there's, you just have to get through the technology before you realize that. Wait, I do know this. For example, I have this client, husband and wife. They think they're still small, which is as with any an entrepreneur, no. But I had to remind them you already have two warehouses, one in Cebu mm-hmm. and the other one. But <laughs> my point is, one day he was just he approached me on my way out. He's like, so bara yung SEO mo? Parang naghari lang ako ng dalawang ahete. Because he's trying to understand the cost. And then that's when I realized that he's trying to work it in his head. That then I just told him that you're correct. Parang may dalawang ahente ka na hindi natutulog, na nagumagaling pa overtime.
0: That's, right. And that's a, that's
2: a pretty good.
0: That's a pretty good SEO example. because right. that's
2: the cost. Because he's trying to think that I need to sell my goods. I will hire five salespeople, and then he's computing in his head, do I need SEO? And then he realizes that wait. For the price of two guys, mm-hmm. I can have this and start actually counting on concrete results, which you can do. Uh. Yeah,
1: I, I've been, I've been, you know, appreciating the conversation, and I, I heard a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of the things that you do, which, which is basically SEO. And maybe I just realized right now, some people aren't even familiar with SEO, which is search engine optimization. You know, Google Ads, uh, email marketing, and I, 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 I haven't seen yet you guys mentioning something like you know Facebook or Instagram or TikTok which are the usual favorites for, for, for MSMEs. Right. Maybe uh, if I can take a step back, help me understand a bit more of the methodology which you guys apply. I mean, at least insights in general for small entrepreneurs to give them right. a, a, a flavor of what is this digital marketing landscape right. which we can look at. And, you know, in general, give us some advice. You know, where, where yeah. should we go? What's, what's the first step? So, 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 so I'll take a stab. Understand I'll like take a stab.
0: Piece. And then stab like whenever, whenever you need to, right? Go so for I'll take the first stab. So uh, I, I think every businessman needs to needs to think about, you've got a sales funnel. Whether you like it or not, you've got a sales funnel. You're, mm-hmm. you're all customers go through a specific journey. And, you know, marketing courses have broken it down to a science for them, for us to benefit with like, years later. So a customer will always go through an awareness phase. And then, like, meaning, take, for example, smartwatches. You would not own a smartwatch if you did not know they exist, right? So you become aware of a product, and then you self educate yourself on the product, you build a preference for which brand you will buy that product from whether you buy from Fitbit, Apple, Xiaomi, whatever, Garmin, whoever it is, but you'll build a preference for a brand. And the preference is usually an emotional, it's it's usually an emotional trigger. It's an emotional buy-in signal. I mean, oh, I believe in that brand, I'll buy that product from them. And then you they make a purchase you keep them loyal or you try to get referrals from them and whatnot so the the generic customer journey or the that's the generic customer journey for digital some channels are better than others no? and what i like to explain is search engine optimization first and foremost so that's the free traffic you get from google Right. So it's not, it's not, it's different from SEM where you have to pay every time somebody clicks your, your, your website, mm-hmm. SEO is, is the free traffic that you drive and you do it by, by putting best practices on your website and on your content and whatnot. But SEO is, is like a broad sword. It will hit the entire funnel. Like it'll it'll hit all of it. The pr- The problem is it will always... SEO will always be like a numbers game. You will always get like a lot of awareness, a lot of info, dwindling preference becomes even less on the clothes. And then, you know, it sort of depends on how you do loyalty because you can't shape like an upper class, but at even less on loyalty, like getting people to refer to you once they've bought from you. So SEO will hit that entire funnel. Some channels like social media they're great at top to mid funnel right because an, an engagement a like that is that's a mid funnel activity you're you're getting somebody to prefer your brand versus somebody else's brand you're getting somebody to believe in your value proposition versus somebody else's value proposition so we we use social media as an augmentation to the performance of the top and the middle of the funnel so um,
1: funnel the big part the, the top part of the funnel is search engine optimization uh, the whole funnel is SEO, oh, and the whole funnel
0: is SEO, right? Okay. But you make the top of the funnel stronger by adding social media to your SEO. Okay, um, and then the bottom funnel, you you widen that funnel by adding AdWords, for example, because AdWords, man, is is super targeted.
1: And AdWords it, is for, one, uh, for, for people who don't know that this is Google AdWords, right?
0: Yeah, Google AdWords. This is SEM. So when people pay for traffic. so Okay, so the search
1: engine optimization, just to be clear for people who are coming into this, to, for yeah. the, I just sometimes I realize some people the first time, like when we talk about Bitcoin or or, or venture capital, right. it's a first time for everybody. Right. So it's search engine optimization. And to make that funnel bigger, it's search engine, search engine optimization plus social media. Right. And then when the, when the funnel starts going down over here, you add search engine marketing.
0: Right. Which is Google right. Ads. Okay. right so so the reason we add google ads to the to the section of of the bottom funnel you can actually also do it at the top funnel but i strongly recommend it at the bottom funnel is if seo is a broadsword, your your sem is a scalpel. It it is very precise you know like like down to the behavior of the user so so when i say behavior let's say somebody goes to let, let's say somebody goes to the true logic website or or any website right like let's say you sell cars And in your car website, you have categories, SUV, sedan, motorcycles, let's say. So let's say these three categories. If a user took a look at your sedans and then they left, they didn't go to the SUV and the motorcycle. They just took a look at the sedans. They looked at the selection. They were there for two minutes. They left. Mm -hmm. They're followed by a sedan, an ad for sedans only. Because they looked at sedans, right? So why would you chase them for car accessories? So... You chase them with the sedan just to keep it out of mind that, hey, you were looking for a sedan once upon a time. You try to get them to come back. When they come back, you then chase them with a secondary ad that, that tells them that that's where you have an offer for urgency. Donna. Are you throwing in, you know, uh, low down payment? Are you throwing in five-year five year amortization? Like Like, what are you doing? But that's when you throw an offer. Let's say you get them in. And you can schedule them for you schedule them for a test drive. Mm-hmm. In the scheduling of the test drive, they abandon the scheduling. It will now chase them to go back to complete the scheduling. So it's it's that precise. And that's what I mean when I say it has the ability to augment your yung bottom funnel. And of course, all of this is happening ideally in your own website. Because if it doesn't happen in your website, the data does not belong to you, right? But but if it happens in your data you're the storyteller. You you know what's happening. If it's not happening in your website, you don't know what's happening.
1: Are you currently in the process of building your own business or you are already a big business and you're aiming to grow bigger? Whether you're a micro or macro business, I think I have just the most life-changing platform for you. And when I say life-changing, I'm talking about OBanana Corp. They're currently seeking merchant partners and interested customers to experience their excellent service and premium products. For more information, visit their social media accounts, obananaph for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. Together with their wide merchant benefits and key feature benefits, Come and level up with O Banana Corp. Do, do people still go to the web? I mean, this is just, just a question for me. Do they still go to the website, or like in, for many cases, you know, it's it's directly to Facebook? And you said Kanina, earlier on in in your funnel, right? It's it's SEO and social and and social media. Is the social media that you're referring to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and the rest? Right. Yes. Um, it is. It and is. and if it is, how do you make the website? as important or, into I, my mind, more important so that you can trace them better because, right. you know, to, to, in my in my own experience, just because that's, that's what I do, we don't rely too much on the website. We, we rely more on Facebook because we're able to get more conversions. Eh?
0: Right. Oh, so, it, it, yeah, it depends on the definition of, of conversion, right? So it depends on your definition of conversion. And if conversion means the acquisition of user information, then you want to rely on your website because you can only get so much info from Facebook,
2: okay? Right, but
0: but again, it also depends on again how top or bottom funnel is, how top or bottom funnel is is your goal. So, but but we do mean like Facebook, Instagram, we utilize those. YouTube is also classified as a social media channel okay, uh, yes, because right it's, the, it's the community that creates the content, right? So we also utilize that. So. But for us, ultimately, the nucleus of all of your marketing activities ought to be your website. Like we, Yes, we like to drive engagement and reach on your social media channel, which we measure. But our ability to to turn an audience into a customer, the magic happens in the website. Ah, Okay. Because you you can chase them back on Facebook. So the idea is that
1: the idea for for the digital marketing that you guys are doing is really... uh, I mean, as as I talked to you more now to clarify, it's really that you're using... All these different channels, SEO, SEM, social media, to drive people into the website. So once they're they're in your website, you put in all the bells and whistles to make sure that they're going to buy or they're going
0: to come back and buy. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. So So yeah, that's precisely what, what we try to do. And if you tell if you help the brand tell a compelling story it usually they, they usually get the return that they're looking for you No, know? so sometimes for a brand it can be we have some campaigns that are medio complex you know? like we're using social media super top funnel we will drive the traffic to the website and then from the website because the website's not e-commerce we drive it to the online to the online marketplace so we still throw it at Lazada and Shopee like as an wow. example but that's pretty complex wow. so it, it really depends on the goals and the capabilities of the business. And there, there's no two that are alike now. Working with, like, several banks, none of the banks have the same goals. Like, we've never worked with with different companies in the same vertical that ever told us the same goal as the competitor. Like, never. So every every brand is unique. Every business's need is unique.
2: Uh, Ibarra, you want to add to that? I think I'll take a step back just real quick which is sure. that I understand that our, 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 our audience are, are entrepreneurs. And maybe just to bring it back to what they may be more familiar with, which is mainstream advertising. I, I don't like calling it yeah, sure, but sure, mainstream. Yeah. Like but j- just to bring it back there, because I, I need to demystify this thing called digital. And, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody Great trying video. to sell you stuff, Facebook's trying to <laughs> sell you stuff, Google's trying to sell you stuff. Who do I believe? So just to go back to your experience, because the chances are this is like a side hustle. Like, I have a job, then I have something, and then I decide, you know what, I'm going to jump in. I think there's an opportunity. Let's go mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately, you just look at these as like different platforms. So, each platform or each medium would have its own uses. Like, billboards are still effective. Even in a world of digital, it depends on who your market is and what the mm-hmm. purpose is. Same thing with radio. Radio will kick our ass if depending on the demographic that we're actually trying to target. So so, so Mm -hmm. it's all of these things, no? So if we just apply that same discipline and let's just look, maybe this is because of my background. I have to go back to who the user is and what is the intent as I'm... So clearly, if I'm in EDSA, I'm driving, I'm trying to get home and I see that billboard. That's how that ad hits me. When you go to Facebook, you're not exact... uh, Actually, no. Do do you go to let's say mga convenience stores back in the day? De ba Seven Eleven? De Of course, uh, uh, uh. what you call this now. All of that, na you go there because you want to get a quick refreshment, a quick snack, and all of these things, no? So let's just say there's an enterprising brand manager that says, na ah, oh, I'm let's say zapatos. I'm just gonna say, up installation. Jan, i rubber shoes. Let's say it's Nike or the Adidas brand manager, and then you can define it on paper. I am now able to penetrate. 800 stores closer to the market with X amount of foot traffic and all of that. But the thing is, you do not go to 7-Eleven saying, I wanna buy the next cross trainers. Now, the idea is, in defense is but I'm going to Which is true. I'm pretty sure you kana one sale, two sales, but for the mm-hmm. investment of 1 million, that could have been used somewhere else. Okay, now I will use that analogy And they do this cautiously (laughs) to social media, which is that you go to social media not because, but of course, they're trying to shift mindsets right now, but you understand their goal because they want to see and they want to become the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go to social media because, one, you're bored. You're just trying to see, hmm, I wonder what's going on. Or you want to see, ano banan nyari sa biniag ng. Whoever the hell pandemic but how did they do? So that's why you go to social media. You don't go there because you're saying, "I want to get the replacement for my brake pads right now because I need a specific." Mo-. You do not go necessarily to social media for that. So now that we know the mindset of why people use certain platforms, you get to understand. In other words, I'm not diminishing the role of Facebook. In fact, I'm saying. Now that we know the mindset of why people are there, it helps us craft the proper message to actually engage them. Mm-hmm. So social media is great for awareness, engagement, helping them get to know the brand. But ultimately, is nobody goes to Google because they're bored. Nobody goes to Google because... I wonder what's happening. You go to Google because you say... SEO agency Philippines. But or it's a, pur- it's a purposeful catering. search. Parang if you go to no, Google, it's a there purposeful is... search. Oh. Right. I'm driving this to the core of SEO, which is intent. Nobody goes to a search engine without intent, and that's what makes your website very powerful. Because if somebody is looking for caterer able to do it within X days, this budget or they will possibly go to search. I know it gets a little uh, confusing because Facebook's trying to be the marketplace also. and But mm-hmm. but y- you get to highlight and how do I merge all of this? Again, it's how you, I guess, since we're in food service now. How do you put in all the ingredients together? So if your awareness is here, do I do it here? I can also mix and match. So, so, so. I guess just to demystify it a little further, which is that you have to get into the notion of what mindset do people have Social media is a powerful awareness tool. It can help drive affinity to the point that mm-hmm. even SEO cannot do it. However, when we mm-hmm. talk about intent, how, how do you solve that? So now you can, I go back to, I sum this up to the funnel, which is that now you can get to try to see how do I assemble that funnel so I could possibly do awareness with social media because they don't know my brand yet. I can also do display ads wherein that people who aren't looking for me, but I just want to introduce the brand, brand recall. Like I've never seen your brand. So they get familiar with your brand. Uh, Media agencies love this. These are tarps. These are the weights. This is like, but once it gets to the mid funnel, meaning what about people who are in market right now? So it's like a cordless vacuum cleaner. And then suddenly you say, oh, no, magkano May pala?" they go to Google. That's where SEO gets them. And then should they go to your website? So clearly they're in an informational gathering stage. They go to your website. As they say, let's say that we're work from home, their kid disturbs them. So they go downstairs, fix the internet when they get mapped. I mean, all these distractions, plus one week, two weeks, three weeks, for those people that visited you, we also have remarketing, which can remind you right. forever, if we want. <laughs> but remember that. when yeah. you got curious about cordless vacuum cleaners? Well, yeah. we're on sale. Why don't you check it out right now? So oh. so that gives you an idea of how to assemble like, a legit yeah. funnel and not to buy everything that's sold.
1: Ha- having said that, no, I, 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 I was analyzing things. Though. There's a lot of, I guess... In our minds, a lot of preconceived notions of how digital marketing is done or should be done. Mm-hmm. Or or especially entrepreneurs, because they're first timer, many of them, you know, you, you stumble upon it, you you see what works, you do trial and error over there. If you were to advise entrepreneurs right now on on how they could probably, you know. What are the myths or what are the things that you think you've been seeing online that they could fix up? You know, myth, Let's myth-bust myth for them a couple of things. What can they improve on right now that you're seeing that, that they're doing a lot of right now, which if they fix it up, they could save a lot of money and
2: effort for them. Yes, can better. I take a quick shot on this? Go. Real quick. Yeah, go go on, go. Yes, I want to
1: get your, your feedback on this it's
2: one, guys. It's oh. simple. Lang, simple lang. One is don't aim for perfection. But so may pagka action bias tayo a little bit, which is that stop. I mean, I know you're trying to think of the perfect, let's say for Entrepza, the perfect campaign or how do I mix things? First up is awareness. And I see this even back in my campaign days. Do people even know that you're selling Ube? Mm-hmm. I mean, awareness. So if there's one thing is that go through... Uh, In communication, we call it path to purchase. Then it shifts to the funnel. It's the same thing, which in digital, we call it the funnel. But the path to purchase is that don't forget the first stage, which is that we're all talking about email marketing or whatever, which are very important. But quite frankly, sometimes what people tend to miss is, wait, your market doesn't even know you're selling Uber. Uh, Well, first things first is leverage on your network, as you said in your leverage on your network. They don't even know. So. I will just, if ever, I'm going to put some importance, which is that awareness. People don't. And that can go even to, let's say, con flyers in the good old days of flyers. Sometimes even just putting a map saying, I'm right here in Valero Mm -hmm. Street behind this. Just that simple thing. That awareness is that. So to them, translated it to digital, which is that, go to Facebook. I mean, at the end of the day is make people aware if you want. That's something you can do. Right now, right now,
0: got that. One got of the that. things that, that that I I think would, that people I think should dismiss is I, I think a lot of people are still under the impression for websites, no, that if you build it, they will come. It is so not true. It is so not true because developers build websites, but marketers bring customers, right? And and so that's why SEO like while while SEOs can do some things that devs can do and devs can do some things that SEOs can do devs are not marketers and marketers are not developers and the person that built your website is not a marketer he's a developer right his job is to make sure that when a button is pressed it goes to the page that it's supposed to or that when somebody fills in a contact form it submits an email that's the dev's job but just because you built a website does not mean that that website will bring customers right so the first one is if you build it they will not come or if you build it they will come that's not true the next one is to, to Ibarra's point, it's about progress, not perfection. How I like to say, how I like to say it is it's a website. It's not a baby, right? We, we have had a lot of customers where the debate about the look, feel, color, button, text size, whatever of, of the website is supposed it takes like six months worth of debating within the brand mm-hmm. and i go like, guys, just put it up, give Google something to crawl, give your user something to read begin there right but with digital velocity velocity trumps accuracy like the 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 early bird may not necessarily get the worm but the the early bird will get the worm the seed the leaves the fruit the <laughs>
1: You know, I, I guess because I, 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 be I was thinking about it. Like for me, I'm a traditional marketer. I came from, uh, I came from uh, Procter and Gamble. But because mm-hmm. before, yeah. I mean, during the time of the, especially the Boomer generation or even the Gen X, you no, know, is that everything had to be fixed up before your ad came out. Right. Because time right. was really, you know, you couldn't you couldn't change it on the way. But right. it's different now. You can actually iterate on the way, oh, or you can have a minimum yeah. viable product out there, that's then keep on fixing right. up. Right.
0: Right. right. And I think that's the that's the key word now for for modern entrepreneurship for for modern businesses. Minimum viable product. Because customers today value velocity more than more than anything else. No, sometimes the person that is first to the market is the one that moves inventory the most. You no, know? and that's and right. digitally a lot of people can still be first to the market.
2: I'd like to latch on to your example now, because from your background, and then you have to plan out the campaigns. We've had a lot of those, right? But Mm -hmm. the difference, I guess, now, just to uh, add to it, which is that back in the day, once your tarps your your media weights are already set, your activation team is already there. Once you give the green light, everything is already moving. There is no more opportunity to really change stuff. Versus here in digital, where in that even if you have the perfect plan, the moment you lay it in the water, you're going to see optimization opportunities across the board. So you're going to try to, so so you can tweak it. So after a while, you get to realize it's about optimization. It's about iteration. because there is opportunity where, that's where, that, to actually that's, where, do it
1: that's now. where we go to. That's where we go to true logic. Because your job is to optimize. Once we lay
2: things on the ground, our job. Is right, right, right,
1: right. Now, having said that, guys, um, moving forward, okay, it's a given. Right? It's a given that in the pandemic, everybody said, okay, we've got to accelerate digital transformation, right? And obviously, people said that 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 encompasses not just doing better marketing online, whether it just be via social media or other means, but even doing e-commerce and, and other and and mm-hmm. and you know other other means to to bring their business online. What have you guys seen now? in terms of how have habits changed? What can entrepreneurs do what are your tips for the entrepreneurs right now who are, who need to leverage or you know make sure that they've adjusted their business to the new normal. What can they do digitally when it comes to to mark to marketing themselves? What did you see different sure. happening? Uh,
0: so, 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 to me, I, I think uh, a, a few things. No, so it's a very loaded question. The first one is really know who you're talking to, right? I, I think every business, every brand is a story. Every business and every brand is a story, and and people, we're we're suckers for storytelling, and we're suckers for we're suckers for stories. If people don't know you exist, how do they how do they buy from you, right? So, so, so that's one. A, you gotta figure out, but before you start telling your story. You have to know who you're telling your story to, right? Are you telling mm-hmm. it to your four-year-old son? Are you telling it to your to your Marcada? Are you telling it to to boomer parents? Like who who are you who are you talking to? Your your target market determines what kind of story you tell. So so that's the first. Once you figure out who you're talking to, be at the channel they're at right like so uh, again like like in real life because you you guys want to talk to kids then hang out in places where if you want to interview kids and go to places where kids hang out if you want to talk to teenagers go hang out in places where teenagers hang out so digital is the same you no know? so there there are certain demographics that exist in certain channels and do not exist in others like for example an example of a fairly complex campaign where it was a multi-generational campaign is mm-hmm. so well, of course right. So we deliver the content to the to the boomers via their email news via email newsletter, but <laughs> but the messaging of the golf course to their kids, yung mga, yung mga, oh, are are they called dependent members or something like that? Not like, again. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. they're dependent members. Dependency, yeah, dependency. Yeah. Right. So so they're dependents receive the messaging via Facebook. And then the image, the imagery is also very different because what motivates the boomer and what motivates the the millennial and the, the Gen Z are different, right? So same content, right? Same content. So let's say let's say President's Cup. And so you feature a bunch of, in the newsletter, you feature a bunch of prominent boomers because they, they are super tightly networked. And when they see the newsletter with their photo in it or somebody that they know, they'll yeah. spread the word and your newsletter like spreads like wildfire. It works for them. That's right. Your newsletter to your millennials, good luck, right? They're, they're, they're not going to care, but you, you put photos of millennia, millennials in the President's Cup crowd or, or a young couple, Practicing golf at the same time that the President's Cup is happening, but you, you sort of shape the message to that audience. You deliver, you deliver the, the message to the, to the young people, to the dependents on Facebook, and you deliver the newsletter to the, to the boomers, right? So, cause then that's where they are. The boomers read the newsletters. The, the millennials are on Facebook. So, you, so first things first, know who you talk to and then know where they are. Right so those are those are the first things you do and then the, the the third is don't go all in, but I would say, try something first no ma- uh, if did I, I I will be the first to appreciate how how sometimes digital is hard to understand. Mm-hmm. but my advice for people is really to treat it like a visit your, your first visit to a casino or if you're a casual gambler, <laughs> leave your wallet in your house, bring 2,000 pesos or whatever you can afford to burn, go there and try it and figure out whether it's for you or not. And then if you, know, if you come back with with more than what you left off, great. If, if you lose out, then it might not be for you, but at least you will have had first-hand experience. On figuring out whether it was for you or not. So let's say you do you do you go to the Facebook casino and you try it for two thousand pesos because it's what you can afford to lose without with, without sinking the ship. Do that if it works out, great for you. Double down next time, bring three thousand pesos and try it again. Right. Uh, this way you get to figure out firsthand which channels work for you. It then becomes a question of it then becomes a question of do you have enough time to go there and do it yourself and invest your three thousand pesos on a slot or on baccarat or on whatnot? And if so, with, when you don't.
1: So you just invest na in a professional gambler na lang instead,
0: right, right. But you didn't get 3000 much two thousand, three thousand pesos. Right? Ah, okay, so maybe
1: maybe maybe to balatos,
0: sa balatos. Right. Oh, okay. Always still only what you can afford to lose. So so that that would be like a, a good analogy for how people should should try digital.
1: Got that. Ibarra, would you like to add to that mm-hmm. one as well? What are the things that you think um, that entrepreneurs should be doing in this new normal with regard to? I'm what?
2: gonna I'm gonna remove my agency hat and put on my entrepreneurial hat because mm-hmm. they're not necessarily the same in terms mm-hmm. of the, the goal is the same except the approach is different. So with an entrepreneurial hat, I'd say that especially here, now I, I know we've heard about digital uh, a long time, and for one reason or the other, maybe you weren't able to dive into it mm-hmm. or whatever. And right now is that when it's pressed upon us, we're in. It's practically one of the key channels that we have to to to, to compete in. No? The question tends to be, which is, what's the right thing to do? But the word that I want to focus on is in the doing, which is that. Don't be afraid, of course, I guess to the analogy of the, the, the gambling, for set aside funds, don't do not do it haphazardly, but don't be afraid to actually do because it's only in the doing that you will discover. So I like that approach as an entrepreneur, which is, let try it out. If it doesn't work, and, and even like with, with one of your quotes, if it doesn't work, then aim again and then shoot and then hmm, adjust and then then then, then yeah. go for it. You go to webinars such as this. You go to schools or you equip yourself mm-hmm. because you want to add a little bit more experience. You want to bank on the experience of Bernard. You want to bank on the ex- your experience, RJ, with all the businesses. that. That's why you go here and that's where you inform your knowledge. But very important, the common denominator in all of this is you have to do. So if you're worrying about, should I do SEO or Google Ads? Because the article said that it's okay daw yung. Mm. Are you even doing because it's been two weeks of just researching right. why don't you start with Facebook do you use Facebook well Facebook's yeah. trying to be a marketplace so why not see what tools they have and as you get more familiar right.
0: Uh, that's right also um, back to something you said before Arjino. aside from the ready in fire in fire which is like your favorite exactly quote,
1: it's, it's uh, ready in fire. That's what exactly what was describing
0: time. over here right, right? Mm. but but the other thing that you also mentioned before was your your net your network is your net worth, and if, if you're an entrepreneur, one of the things that you should be good at is is networking. Not your network, there there might be an expert that is only one two degrees separated from you from your That's network. Right. Like That's I, I right. almost guarantee it, there is probably an expert within your network, only one to two degrees separated from you, who you can ask for for expert advice. So it's not just about going online because, you know, the, the trouble I think with going online is you will find so much conflicting information that it's hard to figure out what's, rel- <laughs> what's reliable info and what's not. Yes. But talk to an expert, somebody within your network, somebody who your network will vouch for, and you'll understand it. Take, even I would even say this haphazardly, take what an agency, even like us, will tell you with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of course the agency will try to sell you, right? I, I I anybody talks to me, I will try to sell you because I I believe it is my moral obligation to acquire your business instead of allowing you to go out there in the wild and be found by a bad provider, right? So that's sort of like my, my moral impetus to, to wanting to close your sale. But a agencies will give you free consultation. So that's one source of info. It is free. Like your first conversations, they're never really charged. They try to identify what your problems are. If you get a vague answer, turn 180 degrees and walk away and move to the next one. But the, the best advice I can ever give you is, I, again, there is probably an expert that is only one to two degrees separated from you within your network. Find them.
1: Got that? Really great, uh, really great story over here. And you know, guys, I wish I had made more time now, but we're coming to the close of our interview. Yeah. And I wanted to right. go to this this point now. You guys have have you know because of what you're doing, you've had a chance to see different companies a broad swath of companies because of the people that you do digital marketing solutions for so Mm -hmm. if you guys you know had the time and the resources and you know you guys got out of that digital marketing business what other opportunities or uh, business opportunities would you be pouring your time and effort into uh ibar let's start with you What, what would you be looking into if it wasn't into digital marketing
2: in this case because I would still be in communications. It's something that I grew up in. My dad was in advertising. I grew up with brands. I grew up with we can we can buy these brands we we have to stay away from these brands, all the promotional pitches and I just fell in love with it. whether it's you know amongst the discipline of of communication, so whether it's strat planning where I came from or, or digital, or activation, or whatever within that universe. I just find this whole thing called communication just amazing, and the insighting behind it hard to hard yeah. to yeah. move away. <laughs>
1: you're 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 a, you're a brand great through and through. I can tell. I can see from just the right. the way that you're putting you're, you're you're structuring things again. Thanks so much, Ivara, for that for that for, for letting us know. We're we in, in of course communication is always going to be very important, especially how we translate it moving on to different mediums during this uh, this new normal, this new age of new normal and digital tech digital technology. Bernard where, where would you be in right now if you weren't doing what true logic?
0: Yeah. So so my answer comes a bit a bit harder now. I, I can tell you where I'd definitely not be in. I would definitely not be selling toys. Like it's <laughs> I cannot make my hobby and my my work the same. Okay. So I would definitely not be selling toys. But I would probably either be educating or in charity because those are those are the things that that, you know, they, they those are the things that ring my bells. it's it's when you make an, an actual impact. Like regardless of where it is, I, I sort of want to be in a position where I'm solving a problem. Right. I've I've always told my employees the pay grade you make is is consistent with the, with the number of kinds of problems, with the kinds of problems you're able to solve. So to me, as long as it is an activity that solves a problem, that's probably where I'm game. And to me, the most worthwhile problems will, will fall in educating people, whether it's about digital or other stuff, but educating people or, or empowering a charity. Those would be what blow my, what would blow my whistles.
1: Well, then that's fantastic. That you know, at, at least you know, your passion is advocacy, and advocacy is your passion. So, really, really great for, for both of you that you guys want to pursue. You know, the heart of what you do, right? So, basically, mm-hmm. what you're doing in True Logic is the is the heart of what you do. I mean, helping yeah. people communicate is advocacy. Helping educate people through what you do is right. advocacy as well. Now, having said all that, one, I- I- Ibara, please, if there are MSMEs here right now or small entrepreneurs who want to avail of the services of True Logic, how do they get in touch with you guys?
2: All right. Well, we have a website. It's truelogic.com.bh. So feel free if you need to get in touch with us. We are also available in, of course, we're in Facebook. We're also in LinkedIn. Feel free to look for me on LinkedIn and Bernard. Just connect with us. We love connecting to people, but ultimately as for the entrepreneurs is we do also have monthly webinars. So which is precisely this, which is just to spread it. And I suggest, you know, participate. So it's called True Logic DX and we do have more in the pipeline precisely for this to educate and all, which is it's in our ethos and uh, to so to the entraps is join us join the discussion I'm pretty yeah. sure I will learn a lot from you too so yeah join us again
1: thanks so much uh, Bernard and Ibarra of True Logic and if you're all enjoying the RG Ledesma podcast right now please subscribe and invite more friends to listen to the podcast again thanks so much for joining us here at the RG Ledesma podcast we will see you again next week thanks guys have a great week ahead
2: thank you